Welcome to the Enterprise Mobility Roundup podcast, brought to you by Blue Fletch. We discuss technology topics related to Android and workforce devices and how they intersect with business and mobility. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Enterprise Mobility Roundup podcast. I'm Brett Cooper, and today I'm joined by Patrick McGlynn from Blue Fletch. Patrick's going to be sharing with us the top five reasons why you should be using ZTE for your Android enterprise devices. And uh, just to get us started, Patrick, with uh, the acronyms or TLAs as we call them, can you uh, can you describe what ZTE is? And I'm assuming it's not the the Chinese telecom firm that that Trump tried to ban. It's a, it's something else. So why don't you give us an <laughs> overview of the of ZTE and the uh, the Android parlance? Yeah, no, no. Uh, in this context, uh, ZTE is zero touch enrollment, and this is a feature that Android started introducing around um, Android 9 and above to help companies uh, set up and deploy their devices a little easier. Um, It's pretty similar to Windows Autopilot or Apple's DEP program, if you're familiar with either of those, um, you know, wanting to make it easier for for corporate-owned devices to be uh, secured and enrolled in their desired uh, management tool. So, uh, EMM, UEM, MDM, all the above. So, so the basic, um, and basic. So, to DEP is the device enrollment, uh, device enrollment program. I think is what the Apple one you mentioned. But that's yeah. the idea is that when they ship a device from the carrier from somebody else, it shows up. I turn it on and it it gets auto enrolled. As a user, I don't have to go scan stuff or do things, right? Right. It's uh, it's creating that association between the device and the the management platform um, and making it easy for those devices to be staged really by anyone Um, can be, you know, the end user still could be a, a VAR value added reseller in a staging facility. But um, the idea is that you're going to basically shortcut a lot of those, those click through screens um, that uh, usually would have to be selected and configured before, even before enrolling the device. So, and that yeah. that process, so, the, I guess, before ZTE, before Android nine, what what did most people do to set up devices, or even like back in the Windows CE device CE days, how did people set devices up? What's the standard standard art that people use for shipping five thousand or ten thousand devices out to your employees? Well, yeah, it, it's definitely progressed over the years. I remember probably six years ago there was the um, MSP agent on the Motorola devices and. That sort of got replaced by Stage Now uh, on some of the Zebra devices, but you know, there's there's been other times where companies were unboxing devices, clicking through screens, connecting devices to workstations, running scripts to sideload, you know, rem- uh, management agents, and really that's just a super cumbersome and time-consuming process. So. There's been a lot of advances in Android Enterprise. You know, they started out with doing the QR code enrollment and um, <clears throat> moved into now this zero touch enrollment process. That's really just trying to take away that um, all that labor and and steps associated with setting devices up. Yeah, the device set. I remember this. Maybe this is going to date me, but the Windows CE we called it the dentist screen. So. Um, in the early 2000s, when you got a Windows C device, if you had to go set up 10,000 of them, Microsoft added a screen at the beginning that was a tutorial for every device. 
So you take a device out of the box, turn it on, and it would give you a tutorial on how to use the calendar for Microsoft. And one of the one of the things it required you to do was to set up a dentist appointment. So if you had 20,000 devices, your your team had to click or create a dentist appointment 20,000 times to ship the devices out. It was a disaster. It's probably the, it, for me, it's, I think, the second worst UI behind Clippy. Um, depends if you're a Clippy fan or not. It's, it's very divisive in, in, uh, amongst people. Some people actually like Cl- Clippy. Got it. Thinking about a clippy t- clippy tattoo on my arm, actually. <laughs> right next to the one that says "No regrets." <laughs> <laughs> so the um, you know, just b- back to the the about ZTE. So how do how do companies actually get access to ZTE, or how do they set it up or initially configure it? So I've, I've as an organization, if, if I go to desi- decide to buy ten thousand devices to ship out to my stores or warehouses, how do I? get access to ZTE or set it up or get Google to configure it for me? Yeah, so it's actually going to be through your supplier of devices. So it depends if you're buying your devices from uh, a value-added reseller, um, a distributor, a distributor, or even the carrier themselves, like AT&T, Verizon. Um, whoever you're purchasing the devices from is actually going to manage your zero-touch enrollment portal for you. Um, so definitely work with, you know, your suppliers, um, if they haven't already approached you about this, um, it's definitely, you know, they will soon, especially when your devices move up to Android nine and above. Um, but they're going to control all that for you. And really the interaction that you're going to have is, um, you're going to provide them your, you know, your EMM or UEM. Um, brand, be that AirWatch or Sodi, and then a enrollment key as well. Um, and then that supplier is going to make the association for you in the, the Google Zero Touch portal. Um, and that, that association is going to be a permanent thing. And so the device will forever and always attempt to enroll in that EMM. Got it. So when I buy my 10,000 devices from a my Blue Star, CW, Stratex, Peak. I just have my stack set up in my MDM and I send them a key and they put those devices into some sort of portal before they ship to me. Right. Yeah. So your staging steps and profiles and configurations can all stay the same actually in, um, in your UEM or uh, what what's the only thing that's different is how you enroll those devices. And instead of clicking through screens, side loading apps, um, scanning barcodes, uh, it's going to be that, that instant process for you. Got it. And the, the, the startup experience, I'm a user, I receive a device that's been set up with a CTE and, you know, it says ships directly from Verizon to me as an end user. What, what does that actually look like? What do I see? Do I still see a dental screen or do I still have to do any sort of setup? Like what's, what, what do we need to click on to make it happen? Right. So the, the device is still going to look like a factory fresh Android device out of the box. You're going to see that blue welcome screen first. Um, but the, the first thing you're going to be prompted to do is connect to the internet. Of course, that's a requirement for a zero touch enrollment because it needs to go download, uh, you know, the different payloads from the internet and make that uh, enrollment association. So. Really, that's the only requirement and only step an end user needs to do. Um, once it connects to wireless, it's going to, you know, reach out, check for updates, check the zero touch enrollment portal, see that it needs to be enrolled, 
And then there's just a few click click through screens the user has to do, which basically are privacy policies saying, you know, this device is managed by your organization. Uh, do you accept? You click OK, and then really just everything starts flowing nicely from there. Wait, you click OK on those privacy policies? You do. You do have to. <laughs> I feel. I feel like the the ten thousand websites I go to every day. Everybody asks me about my cookies. I'm like, yes, 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 cookies, yes. <laughs> I know. I if we had to read all the terms and conditions, I don't think we'd ever get anything done. No, we would. No, we wouldn't. No. So everybody has the uh, unfortunate experience. They created a created a new policy which didn't work, but is what it is. Thank you. Thank you, California and Europe. <laughs> All right, so the get moving on to the 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 top uh, top reasons. Yeah, I think you had a uh, the the first one was security. Um, tell me more about security. How does ZTE actually improve security? What does that What does that do for me as an organization? Yeah, so first and foremost, I think of zero touch enrollment as a security feature. Um, so the the thought here is that a device is permanently linked to your organization. Um, it's it's going to ensure that device is, remains registered and enrolled um, in your EMM even after a factory reset. Um, so, you know, if a device does get stolen, someone tries to reset it and use it for other unintended purposes, it's always going to revert back to your EMM and um, come back under your control and management um, in your organization. So, you know, I, I've tested this a little bit. Um, I've got a an Android 11 device on my desk set up in ZTE. I went and enrolled it actually in another EMM just to do some testing and immediately started getting warned about um, the device would be reset within an hour. Uh, and so, you know, that's that security um, kicking in and saying, hey, you can't use this device for unintended purposes. This device is owned by this organization and it always is going to be. So um, I think it's going to reduce devices being stolen because it, sorry, stolen because it really eliminates the resale value um, to other companies or other users. Uh, it, it it's a permanent bond between your organization and your device. So, so now on eBay, I run the risk of my of buying a, a stolen device, and uh, even if it's enterprise reset, it'll still restart and go back to the configuration for that organization, which I'm assuming would be locked down. So, that definitely makes yep. sense. Um, number number two, you had listed was um, setup time savings or deployment time savings. And I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but what, what does that actually look like? How how much time are companies saving um, and, and how are they saving time through the set, the, you know, reducing the setup process? Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast, but having to go through those dentist screens, having to sideload software or uh, you know run scripts to configure devices, uh, that can all be done. Um, via your EMM, and uh, it's just going to save you a ton of time of going through and touching each device um, because it is a really a, a instant enrollment and setup process now with zero touch enrollment. And you know that's this makes a huge difference at scale. I, I remember Brett and I we were working with a retailer um, setting up their staging process, and you know we 
we're trying to shave seconds off if we could because they were planning to roll, I think, 30 or 35,000 devices out over the next year. And um, that kind of scale really just just can suck a lot of time and labor and money out of, um, you know, IT budget. So that, you know, the, the big value add here from zero touch is that, that set up time savings and, um, yeah, just, you know, is saving as much time as possible on getting those devices ready and out to the field. Yeah. I think we did the math on that. It sounds, it sounds silly, but you know, when you're setting up batches or bulks of device, you have, you know, technicians and engineers that are connecting them, installing software. And, you know, let's say it's, uh, you know, five to six minutes per device to set it up. You're also bandwidth constrained by your facilities. So you have, you know, the, those mm-hmm. devices are all pulling down hundred megs of software in your distribution centers. So you, you can only set up so many at a time. And I think the number you and I came up with at, at the time was we were looking at if you can save 20 seconds per device, across 30,000, I think we, we identified that would save them about four weeks of actual total, total setup time. Um, because it was a constrained, you know, it's, it's not something where you can just throw more bodies at her. Um, you, you, you have a maximum throughput you can actually get out of that. So it's, yeah, being able to, to have the devices set up out in the field definitely is a, a cost savings. You're distributing that the, the load sort of gets spread out, um, and not having it to have your technicians focused on that, um, as opposed to, you know, your engineering team, your technicians should be focused on getting the, the initial devices or what we call the golden image in a really good state. And then, you know, let the EMM handle the rest of that. Yep. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Um, number three, we had the, and this is a, this is a funny one for me that allow easy field resets to get devices in known states. Um, yep. why, why, why don't you, why don't you tell us the story about, uh, about field resets? Yeah. So I wouldn't say this is a recommended approach, but it is just what I kind of call the ultimate pull cord or rip cord. So, um, you know, I'm sure, Brad, you've heard other instances as well, but I've heard of retailers having to go store to store with technicians to reset and re-enroll devices due to some issue they couldn't resolve remotely. So um, I think there was bad NTP servers or bad certificates on some devices. So they lost internet connection and literally had to send text store to store and go touch every device, which uh, I remember one hundreds, instance, of, yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Super so. expensive. I remember one instance where I think AirWatch changed their root certificates and a client mm-hmm. hadn't, hadn't updated their, their certs in a while. And it effectively disconnected 10,000 devices from the MDM. Yikes. And they had to send a note where employees in every single store had to go through and either manually scan a barcode or reset the devices. And it was, yeah, just yeah. The, the, so obviously yeah, very no expensive. one ever wants to be there. Yeah. We, we don't want anyone to ever end up there, but um, on the kind of bright side of <clears throat> um, silver lining of ZTE is you could make that process a lot easier. So, um, you know, if you do have the ability to remotely, wipe a device, great. If not, um, there are some, you know, quick methods to do that with barcode scanning, et cetera. But then you also don't require a technician to uh, come back, set up that device, connect it to a laptop, run a script, et cetera, um, or even click through screens. You make it really, you know, so easy. A, a, a caveman can do a type of thing that 
um, you're empowering those those remote users to, to do that themselves. And again, not a, a recommended approach, but just a, a really good um, you know escape hatch for when you do get into a corner and you have uh, really no other option. It, it it makes it a lot easier for those field resets and re-enrollments. So a lot easier than paying FedEx $20 to ship a new device out and ship the old device back or, or UPS or, or USPS, depending on where you are, or DHL. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, shipping companies. I didn't mean to call anybody out. At number, so number four, which is similarly along those lines, but supporting employees entering the world, they, they, they don't need to be out of store. So I, um, tell me more about right. that. I'll dive into that a little bit. Yeah, so this one I think is really awesome, especially in the time of COVID where there's a lot more remote workers. Um, you can direct ship a device to an end user with zero touch enrollment configured and the device is ready to go. Like they they really just connect to the internet and it's going to, everything's going to flow after that. And, you know, for some of those companies with big remote presence, um, during COVID, you know, being able to direct ship a device to them, still new in box, not having to pay, you know, that reseller, the the time it costs to unbox, stage and kit a device um, is really, really a huge um, benefit for, you know, a lot of companies. And I, I know there's small and medium businesses that um, don't have those big staging facilities and they just want to direct ship devices. That's great. Brett, I know you had a, another good example where this this could come into yeah, play too. This is this is even before COVID, but airlines, I you know, we do a lot of work with airlines. So you have pilots and flight attendants that are at different stations or at different airports. And they don't, yeah, you know, they they get their schedule a week before, or even on the, the the Sunday before. So they don't necessarily know specifically where they're going to be. If they have a uh, a tablet or a device that has an issue or if they need to get a replacement, you know, it's, it's expensive. Um, or if you're rolling out new tablets to them, it's expensive. So I, you know, we had this and, you know, one of our partners was a VAR and they were doing a lot of setup and shipping things out and it was not cheap. And in this scenario, you know, they, they don't have to, you know, they just ship a device somewhere. It gets to the guy where you know, it comes from Verizon or it comes from AT&T or come from the distributor. Mm -hmm. And it just, that process gets a lot easier when you leverage ZTE for it. And then um, I think from a, actually, I think earlier I said we had, we had five reasons, but so there's, there's no fifth reason. These are the four core reasons that we have, um, unless you want to come up with the fifth, fifth reason right now. Do you have one? Uh, no, I think it's a, it's a good competitor, as I mentioned, to autopilot and depth. Um, those are, are good solutions for the different platforms, but happy to see that Android is now uh, supporting that as well. So um, really great feature add, uh, value add for the enterprise. Yeah, making it easier for the business users. And I, I guess on that note, what what size business, do you have to be a certain size to use ZTE? Like, what, are there any sort of requirements for how big I am or are there caps to it? Like, what does that look like when you, when you see companies using it? No, it's actually, a, it's a free service. Um, the only requirements are you need an EMM, um, you know, there's a ton of them out there. Blue Fletch offers one as well. That's an Android enterprise recommended EMM. Um, so you need an EMM to, to you know, a, a landing spot for all the devices. You need devices that are running Android 9 and above. And you need some type of carrier or reseller to um, set up that portal for you. But, you know, if you 
if you have any type of um, relationship already, um, those companies are equipped and ready to set up that service for you. And um, it shouldn't cost any more. It's actually going to be a lot cheaper, of course, than um, trying to have them actually stage devices manually for you. Got it. Yeah, I think most people have an account with Verizon, AT&T, or Singular, or another, yep. another mobile carrier. Corporate account. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe the, uh, the Chinese uh, telecom ZTE. <laughs> ZTE with ZTE. <laughs> they're they're not allowed. Actually, Google doesn't does not allow them to do GMS devices. So that is actually yeah. not not an option, unfortunately, for um, our, our friends and colleagues in the uh, in the Far East. Um, so in in, in summary. Uh, yeah, ZTE, a couple of the key benefits you called out. The, the first one is improving security, which eventually reduces the lost or stolen devices or your devices showing up on eBay, which none of us want that. Uh, the second thing you called out was reducing the amount of time and money you spend setting up devices. So if you have 10,000 devices, it just makes it a lot faster to set them up because you ship them to the wherever they land and they get set up there. And then the last one you articulated is just the that sort of group these two, but the reducing the support time uh, for devices in the field, be it through if you need to reset things or if you need to get devices out to employees in the field, it's just a lot faster to get those uh, device swaps out. So those are the the, the key areas. Yep. Um, did, did I miss anything major in there? No, it, that's that's exactly right. Um, you know, being able to direct ship direct ship those devices to end users is pretty sweet. Um, circumvent a lot of the process that has been in traditional um, with staging and deploying devices. Awesome. Well, Patrick, thank you for sharing this with us today. Appreciate it. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Enterprise Mobility Roundup podcast. If you found the content useful today, feel free to share or like this. Um, we appreciate the, the thumbs up or stars if you're depending on whatever platform you're on. And if you have any follow-up questions for us or topics you'd like to cover, feel free to reach out to us. We love, love hearing feedback at info at Appreciate it and have a good one. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Enterprise Mobility Roundup podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please take a few moments to rate us. If you'd like to listen to future episodes, please subscribe. To learn more about mobility topics or submit any questions, visit us at bluefletch.com.